friends, welcome to Pockets Full of Soup, the storytelling show. I'm your host, Jared Petty, joined on my left, your right by the immaculate, the thoughtful, the contemplative. I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder. There must be someone else here. Well, I thought I, I spotted Daisy over there, but she moved, oh, so that's what yeah. it is. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she's around. Yeah. Who are Jer- you? Jared, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You may know me from such podcasts as Podcast Unlocked or Ride the Lightning, the unofficial Tesla podcast. I looked your Tesla up today. I Look am. at that. You I got know, that. It's... it's uh, a weekday, so <laughs> <laughs> weekday. So you're wearing a Tesla coat. Yeah, you are. You are the the most ardent Tesla super fan that I know. It's it is a passion of mine for sure, and also one of gaming's most experienced critics. I, I think uh, you you have been in this game a long Coming time. Coming on sixteen years. Yeah, pretty that, soon. That's that's a just a bit of seniority, right? Yeah, there. I reviewed original Xbox games. Lovely on, on forward. What'd you think about uh, about that that continual movement in uh, backward compatibility uh, for even original Xbox? Yeah, games it's, it's on, just on great Xbox to One. see these games live on and not be forgotten. I mean, Breakdown. That's a that's yeah. a cult classic of a cult classic of which I am a member of said cult. So I never thought that game would have life again. I mean, my original Xbox, I don't even know if I could find it. So yeah, but the game, but breakdown was still on my shelf. So I pulled it right off the shelf, popped it in the Xbox one and started playing it again the other day. I was thrilled uh, by uh, Morrowind that, that, Oh my goodness. A game that I really love. And, and I understand you can play it on PC, but it's, I don't know for me that, that, that works as an Xbox game. It's so so ingrained in my mind for that period. And it's just so rich. I mean, you've got a hundred plus hours there for, and I don't even know what it costs to buy on the the you know digital storefront. It's probably five or ten bucks for yeah. a hundred hour game. That is the most Bethesda Bethesda game. I yeah. think. Is like I think it, that's fair. To yeah, say. just it's just so much to do. Complete jank. Uh, I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about Tesla or Morrowind or even Ryan's illustrious career. We're here to talk about our best friend's pets. This is our special Community Pets episode. This is Ryan's return to the show because you were here before with your friend Maggie the Boxer. And today you are here with a new friend. Yeah. Let's see if uh, she was just pacing all over the place. Now she's finally settled down. But, of course, it's not on camera or near Mike. Let's see if she'll come over here. She's sleeping. Oh, she's taking a nap. Uh-oh, we don't want to wake her up. Oh, Ryan's grabbing her. This is our special uh, community episode. Many of you have sent in your pet videos and photos, and we're going to look at those in a minute. But first, we're going to meet Daisy the Boxer. Hi, Daisy the Boxer. <laughs> Daisy's decided that this is the, the unpredictability of having multiple guests on at once. I mean, Ryan, you're here kind of, you're literally the handler. The real star is in your arms right now. We're here to interview Daisy. So this is Daisy the Boxer. How old's Daisy, Ryan? Daisy uh, just turned nine months. Oh, my gosh. Daisy, you are the best. It's my first time meeting Daisy. It's very exciting. Uh, We just met a little earlier tonight. You have... A ridiculously sweet face, Daisy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, what? What? Tell me about Daisy. What's her personality like? So, Daisy is uh, similar to Maggie in, in plenty of boxer ways, but also very much her own dog. Uh, she's a leaner. Maggie was never a leaner. So, when when she comes up to you, she'll just all right. I'm gonna say yeah, she's down. decided she. That's all right. She decided she wants. <laughs> she'll to. just she'll just put her full body weight into your legs. Yeah. If she's leaning into you, uh, she also. Maggie had an amazing routine for when I would get home from wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd come in the door, and Maggie would would literally strafe. Like, she would jump sideways, freaking out, just so happy to see me, like, bouncing directly to her left or right. 
Daisy is uh, equally hilarious and awesome, but the actual opposite. Her move, I, I'm actually, uh, maybe I'll have to just show you off air later so I can show you what I'm talking about. But uh, she actually goes super slow. It's like she's, she's stalking me. She like stands in front of me and very slowly creeps forward. And then when she gets within, within about a foot of me, she like just 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 jumps at me. <laughs> it's really great. That's kind of spectacular. I, I love that that animals like people have such distinct personalities, or maybe it's better to say people like the animals they are yes. have distinct personalities. Yeah. So it's it's uh, there's a lot that connects us, and especially the uh, the connection between a person and a canine. I think which can be pretty extraordinary. Although you can connect it to all all kinds of pets. I uh, I, I don't want to raise an old wound here, but I, I knew it was going to come up the last time you were on. Maggie was with you. And yeah, you were talking it was, about... uh, was that January or February of last year, mm -hmm. something like that. It's one of the earlier Pockets episodes. Yeah, she was, uh, that was what unfortunately would prove to be uh, the, the beginning of Maggie's real decline at that mm -hmm. point. Maggie had a, a DM, which is degenerative myelopathy. It's effective, best way to put it for everyone, because it's the way that really crystallized it for me from the vet, is it's effectively dog Lou Gehrig's disease. Okay. So her her body just uh, just gave out. Okay. Like so. her, she, her, you know, she had a, a her one a back leg that was was sort of you know she was losing control of it basically, and it had started with just the toes, and it just it just works its way up, and once it got to the point, like she really had a hard time getting around even the house and. My house, I live in, in a place where it's just stairs everywhere to get into the house from the front or the back. Uh, it just became very difficult for her to get around. She had a, very, a difficult time walking, really couldn't walk her because um, her just feet would just drag and, and get yeah. torn up. Uh, and then I had been warned that it's once she, she started, once she started uh, kind of l losing some, there was some incontinence that, that yeah. came with that. And that's when I knew like, okay, this is not a good life for her, and it's not a good life for for me or my family. So that's that's when the I consulted with her long time Maggie's long time veterinarian, and and she agreed. We made the decision at that point. So it was very soon after after you brought on the show. And for those of you that haven't watched or listened to that episode, I encourage you to. It's an amazing story of how a friend got you through. I, I don't mean to be dramatic, but no. probably the darkest it was chapter of your life. I mean, I'm I'm. Believe me, I'm, I want to contextualize that by saying I'm lucky that, that uh, an, an unexpected divorce is the worst thing that's happened to me. You mm -hmm. know, there have been people that have been through far, far worse things. But that, yeah, that Maggie will forever be uh, difficult to live up to for any, any human or animal for what she, what she did for me and, and my sort of mental health during an during a extremely trying period. You had her there, and then you lost her. Yeah, we're actually, uh, we're here on April, we're recording on April 26th. We're about two weeks out or so from the one-year anniversary of Maggie's passing. Mm -hmm. When it comes to human beings, in terms of lifespan, live much longer than most dogs. Mm -hmm. So when you enter into a dog relationship, you know that unless something unexpected happens to you, it's most likely that you're going to outlive your pet. Yeah. It was put to me once uh, that the dogs, uh, they, you know, they, 
they burn bright and they, they burn out. They don't fade away. Mm-hmm. I like, where did you hear that? I wish I could attribute the person. I don't recall. Quite that's extraordinary. Who said that to me. I never heard that before. That's, that's actually, that's quite apt. Um, I haven't, I had a dog for almost 20 years wow. um, and haven't had a dog since. Uh, and, and I think some of that might have to do with the amount of lifespan uh, yeah. that he lived because it was extraordinary. But looking at that, here you are with a new friend. Yeah. Uh, a friend that you're just beginning to build a relationship with. That's You've been right. with Daisy for how long now? Well, we she came came to us uh, at eight weeks so it is now it's like it's it's uh, so seven of her nine months mm-hmm. have uh, have come with us I don't want to pry and, and I don't want to, to to be rude so you don't have to answer if you don't want but was it what was it like going from your loss to saying I'm going to begin a new friendship here that again most likely will end with me outliving my friend yeah yeah, I mean, for me, it, it Maggie's loss hit me extremely hard. Um, I had a couple of other things going on in my life at that time as well that, that formed this absolute just cyclone of anxiety and, and badness. Uh, but Maggie was her... I realized kind of in hindsight through uh, a psychiatrist, I, I ended up all this, I ended up going to, to see a therapist as I had after my divorce. Um, you know, it, it really, Maggie's, her decline, I was, I was stressed out. I was feeling this anxiety uh, sub, really unconsciously uh, before her passing. It was just seeing her struggle to get around and not be her, herself and, and uh, coming home and just ha- seeing, you know, it, it really, it was weighing on me. Uh, and certainly the, the day that we made the, that that we, we had a last weekend together. I actually called you, uh, the, cause I, I reached, I, I just, I needed to talk to people. I was in this place where I just needed to tell to, I needed people to talk to. I couldn't, just couldn't do it by myself. You were in a library when I called you, and you very kindly stepped out of that library and talked to me for a while. I remember it very well. Um, but anyway, you know, we got a last weekend together, and and that that day, uh, it was very. I mean, it was extremely hard. Of course, I'd, I'd not been through something like that, but uh, it was actually worse going home mm. to the empty house with her stuff still there. And it was a really hard time, and it was extremely sad for a while. And everybody's different, you know. So some people want to. I, I actually went. I went to one. Uh, there's a. Uh, I think it's a monthly. I think it's monthly, uh, pet loss support group at the yeah. SPCA, and it happened to be like that that next week or something. So I went. I thought, you know what? Let me. I'm gonna just go to this and see if I get anything out of it. And, and some people had had. Uh, lost their pet like a, it had been over a year for them some people you know it was more fresh like me and uh some people there were uh, getting another dog like right away mm-hmm. uh and for me that just didn't feel like the right thing for me because uh i kind of tried to do that after my divorce with a human mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> where I, I i went on this uh dating spree like in, immediately after the, my my ex-wife left just trying uh, to fill a void exactly it came it, i came to realize later 
through uh, through some psychiatry and and my own uh, introspection that oh my goodness I'm not even I'm not really doing this for the right reasons I'm trying to literally just fill a void that was left behind and and I didn't want to do that yeah for a dog and, and you know, again that's just for me for but, other people you know they they maybe getting another pet right away is is the right solution for mm -hmm. them but uh, yeah it was it was sadness for for a while but. After maybe a month or two, the sadness started to turn into joyous remembrance. I could, I could look at pictures of Maggie, and instead of cry, I would smile. And that's, that's when it started to turn for me, and the, the healing had, uh, had begun for me. It's lovely you could do that. I, I don't know how that transition happens in our lives. It's one of the mysteries I don't understand. I, I had a friend who said to me once, and I really believe this, that that laughing and crying exist on the edge of a knife. They're both <laughs> indications that something is wrong, but you're reacting in a different way. Yeah. And that finding joy in something is seeing, perceiving something profound about it and having sorrow likewise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so I, I talked to my wife and she, cause she, she was a little reluctant. She, she's a big, uh, Labrador person she'd had she'd had labs before and she Maggie was you remember how high octane Maggie was yeah, I do. she wasn't exactly like I don't know if I want to do another boxer and I I it went to one point I explained to her it's just it's this really means a lot to me and to her credit she said okay I, I will I will welcome another boxer into our home and from there I started a, a bit of a search and and um, you know a few things didn't didn't pan out until finally found a, a pup that her picture, I'd say I looked at her picture and, and she, she did remind me of Maggie a lot. Mm. And, you know, and I know some people might be like, well, psychologically, it sounds like you're, you're just doing exactly what you said you didn't want to do, which is replace the thing that was gone. Um, but it, I, I knew that in the moment I said, Oh boy. Okay. She, she does remind me of Maggie a bit, mm -hmm. but, uh, I know she's her own dog. And so I, I, I feel like I, I still managed to come at it from a relatively healthy place. And, and I also uh, thought that maybe she would be the one because her, her birth name, which of course they're all given a name before you, mm -hmm. you know, when they're, uh, was, was Zelda and her littermates were all uh, named after video game characters. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Okay. Which I hadn't seen before. Um, usually they're just given, I don't know, whatever, like Ma Maggie's birth name was, uh, was Lily and a, a sister was uh, um, uh, blanking out now, but in any case. Uh, yeah. But here you have Zelda yeah, so and Yoshi. Ze and <laughs> so actually, yeah, like we kind of debated, like maybe we should just keep the Zelda name. That's. Mm -hmm. But then I thought that the litmus test was, if I'm in a if I'm in a dog park or out in public, now do I really want to be yelling Zelda? I decided, I, nah. You're suddenly that you're like that, that commercial. Do you remember that Zelda? Zelda. <laughs> Levers. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. like a Zelda, Zelda. No. There's actually an old Nintendo commercial where a guy's doing exactly what you said. So that's that commercial. No, but real, we, real we, let, uh, we let our, our daughter uh, name the, the dog uh, and vetted by us, but mm -hmm. vetted by my wife and I. It wasn't just going to accept any insane thing. Were there, were there any rejected names? I mean, not really. Like the first, there were kind of two names out of her mouth very quickly and and we we kind of we both looked at each other we like we really liked them both uh it was it was daisy and lucy and we're like you know oh. what I, I like those a lot so we ended up uh we ended up going with daisy which i'm 
I, I don't know. It's it's working. She seems like she's, a daisy. She's, she's, yeah, it's working for us. Yeah, I like that. She seems like a daisy. I like that an awful, awful lot. What's uh, what's the friendship like? It's it's new. You know, it's we're still learning about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I now I know. Um, it's my hope was that just by virtue of my experience with Maggie, that you know nothing can replace that. But I was hoping that those experiences would help help me sort of bond uh, and and learn more quickly about Daisy and and sort of just be be a better dog owner and a better uh, dog best friend having you know I know I know boxers now and I know uh, just what to what to sort of look for and expect and and we've we've gone into training very quickly and uh, she's I feel like she's ahead of where Maggie was from sort of a not only a, a training place, but but even just a uh, sort of connection between mm. us. I feel like she's ahead of where where Maggie and I were at this age. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember back quite to to when Maggie was nine months. There, there, um, that was pre smartphone actually, or pre yeah. pre iPhone. My first smartphone was the original iPhone, you know, okay. two thousand seven, uh, and Maggie was two thousand six. So. Um, I don't have any videos of Maggie at this age. Okay. I have some pictures, but no videos. Yeah. But yeah, like we, she, you know, I know, I know what she likes and doesn't like, and uh, the things. You know, the, the, there's, there's, we're still getting there, but I mean, it's, it's been fun to, to, uh, to bond. Lovely. I, I like that a lot, and maybe some of it's that you've changed too. Oh, I mean, of course. You're a vastly different person than you were then. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no, there's, that can't, yeah, that, I, I had to be. <laughs> Has she taught you anything about those differences? I'm just curious. No, that's hard to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know quite how to answer that. Um, I guess I'm just trying to make sure I spend as much time with her as I can. Even though she's only nine months old, but yeah. she come to work with you much. Uh, you know, I, it's more. I would bring her to work more. It's sort of two things. But they're very kind to <clears throat> tolerate that here at IGN. But <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's you know we've got Marty's allergic, mm-hmm. but he he also he doesn't mind. He, yeah, he doesn't actually mind her around. It's more just being respectful of my coworkers in the sense of if she's around, like I I don't want to make make every make the day about me and like oh my you know you have to you know what i mean it's just it's like it's just being well, respectful of the work and the workspace and i'm going to be honest with you i like you a lot but everybody likes your dogs more than you to well, be fair well and that's great that. and they should <laughs> but uh, but then the, the other reason too which is which is a very real reason is i mean especially at 9 months yeah. She does demand a lot of my attention, right. and I do have a have a, a full day's work. You're kind of a busy guy every day, yeah. so yeah, I just I can't. I do have yeah. to be pick and choose days on the calendar when when uh, the, when it's okay to bring her in. I do remember the joy that was in the office any day that it was a Maggie day or a Pepper's day. <laughs> yeah. uh, you had one or the other of the dogs in. And that, we that we did day. learn. Uh, and I don't, let me just paraphrase, let me just phrase, phrase this up front. This is no ill will towards Max or Peppers, but we did learn Peppers 
Not a fan of Daisy. Not a fan <laughs> we of learned, Daisy. Yeah. We learned they, that we coincidentally had them here at this on the same day. And it's actually happened a couple times. And Peppers is just like, no. Not having no, that. Not you, having no, that. you get out of here. I'm not going to deal with you. Some dogs just don't get along. Yeah, it's right. that's reality. Yeah. That it's, is that's just reality. Just, do not it's just like along. some people don't get along. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Even if you know one person's trying to be nice, and it does, that doesn't matter. They're, not everyone is compatible. I not have every dog is compatible. Faces flashing in my head right <laughs> now. Ryan, I appreciate you being willing to share this story. I, I, uh, I'm going to pause this for a second here to make sure that we thank our Patreon producers, especially yes. uh, Robert Nieder and Austin Riley, whose generous support makes this show possible, and all of you who give on Patreon. At uh, you can now get there at hotblipjump.com or through pocketsfullsoup.com. Hey, look, everything you're doing to keep this going, it means the world to me. It's how I make my living now. It's my full-time gig, and y'all have just changed my life, so thanks. And if you have stories you want to tell, you can send those to mail at pocketsfullsoup.com. That's mail. It's pocketsfullsoup.com. And, of course, uh, there's a Facebook group, and it's nice. Uh, you can find it very easily. It's uh, it's curated, and a bunch of friendly folks are talking about all kinds of, you know, just some kind of some real stuff there. I, I like that group. Uh, Patreon's great. I mean, I my my Patreon for my Tesla podcast really, I mean, it it enabled me to take as good a care of Maggie in those final months as I could that I maybe otherwise would have maybe not been able to quite pull off, you know, that's, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, Patreon's a wonderful thing and supporting creators that you like is a wonderful thing. And I've, I've been the, the beneficiary of that myself. So I well, can let's, relate. Let's talk about that for a second, actually, because you're here right now. You're a friend of the show. You're a friend of me. Yes. Um, I hope so. I'm I, very, I, very I, fond I value of you. that. Well, I, 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 have a lot of I like you. I have a lot of respect for you. You've shown me extraordinary kindnesses. You're fun to be with. I, I can go down a long list. I like you a lot, but um, yeah, I, you know, I just made my Patreon jingle and I want to thank y'all, but, uh, as much as I love your support, send it this fellow's way. If you're, if you're into, if you're into the, uh, the technologies and the vehicles and the gears and the moving things and no gears, uh, that's true. No gears. no gears at all. Yeah. Firing vehicles into space. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you're into that, Ryan has, I don't particularly care about vehicles and I find Ryan's podcast fascinating. Um, uh, you have been doing this consistently for a couple of years now. Week it's coming in, up week on out. three years. Three years and about a uh, Gosh, well, yeah, three years it's, now? it's, it's, it's getting it's getting pretty close. Yeah, you have been doing this nonstop, week in, week out, producing a quality product about uh, about Tesla, and you have, I think, easily the the foremost source for contemporary news on on all things Tesla right now. I appreciate um, that. So, if you're into that, he's got a great Patreon, a great show. What's it called again? It's called, uh, I'm a little too clever for my own good. I wish I could go back in time and pick something a little more SEO friendly, honestly. But uh, being a writer, and I couldn't resist calling it Ride the Lightning. Uh, as a Metallica fan, as, a, as, an, as an electric uh, car, uh, an electricity reference. Yeah. Uh, and, and also just a, you know, a general, a car, like a, you get it. Yeah. I don't have to explain the stupid thing. It's so dumb, though. I mean, it, um, yeah, but it's you have to Google "ride the lightning Tesla" so that you don't get the Metallica album. It was, it was a really poor, in hindsight, really poor naming choice. On I am my part. so you know here's <laughs> here's a teaser. I I am starting a new podcast very soon, and I had a long discussion with some good friends earlier today about all those concerns that go from the writer creativity yeah. and wanting it to be cool to the SEO issues to the getting straight to the point to the you know all around trying to figure. So 
you're resonating for me yeah. right now because there's a part of me that's but, but I want to call it this. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the, the easiest way to find it, honestly, is probably, and, I, and I'm not trying to just shill my Patreon here because obviously I don't expect anybody to to support me until they've, you know, they're going to give it a try. And if they like it for a while, then maybe they'll consider that. But uh, just since your audience is familiar with Patreon, because that's how they support yeah. you, I'm patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. That much I was smart enough to, right. just, to just take the easy thing. Patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. Or are you Ride the Lightning, the Tesla podcast? Like, is that? No, the full name is Ride the Lightning, Tesla Motors, unofficial podcast, which is awful it's uh, not good i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be the first to say i that. think it's i think it's groovy <laughs> and i like it my oh, friend man so uh in addition to producing shows about tesla though you're also a a video game writer editor uh you are now you have a, a new title now right uh, slightly tweaked yeah. yeah it's uh executive editor of platforms yeah. i sort of i i now lead a what is effectively a strike team within the larger uh, IGN editorial team where, where I'm tasked with really, I, we have a dedicated Xbox editor. It's not me. It's Brandon mm -hmm. Tyrell. He's a wonderful guy. He knows Xbox very well. Big, big live. You can ask him anything about Xbox live arcade. That's, yeah. that's like his, his jam specifically. Uh, we've got a PC editor, Tom Marks. We've got a Nintendo editor, Philip Mewson, and we're going to be hiring a PlayStation-specific editor. And their jobs, you know, yeah, they're going to cover everything. We always ask that of all of our team here. That's just there's too many games to yeah. to dedicate someone solely to one thing. But uh, their job is to really be keyed in on those communities and those platforms, and and really be making sure that IGN is is serving up the the best and most comprehensive. Xbox coverage and mm -hmm. PlayStation coverage and PC coverage and Nintendo coverage. Going back to that, that platform. Neat. I yeah. like that one. Well, you're heading that up now. I am. So, well, no better person to do it. Congratulations. I appreciate that. I'm happy to hear that. And uh, folks want to check out your work. I mean, uh, uh, you're, a, you're a grand high poobah, but have you got any uh, any writing out there you want to draw people's attention well, to? Well, I'd say the, the thing that I'm – my pet project here, which I'm just grateful that hasn't been canceled because – it honestly, it doesn't get a lot of views, and I and I get why. Uh, it's a once a month show mm -hmm. that, and they're they're hour to hour and a half long videos. Like mm -hmm. I get that is not the that is not a recipe for success. Is to do something month once a month, uh, and and make it that long. But uh, it's a show called IGN Unfiltered. I would say the thesis for the show is that I personally often find the stories behind the games mm -hmm. as interesting or in some cases more interesting than the games themselves. Okay. And it's because of PR cycles and, and, you know, media marketing campaigns. We, we often, it, video games are still nowhere near film or television in, in, in so far as getting to know the people behind yeah. the create the creations. I mean it's it's about teams and a lot of these a lot of the publishers just well it's our it's our Ubisoft Montreal team or it's the Bungie team. And that's all well and good, but you know, we are seeing more and more I mean it's always been this way and it's but it's still this way. There are these, you know, these auteurs, these visionary creators. I mean, look no further God of War, the you know the the, the current masterpiece, uh, beloved across gaming and, and deservedly so. While when while a large, wonderful, talented team made that, it is the the directorial vision of Corey Barlog yeah. that that really drove that. And so, uh, 
the idea of unfiltered is I want to sit down with those people and it's always, it's a walk through their careers. Because it, there's so many fascinating stories that, that even if you're not even trying, you might find something that, that informs something from childhood or early in their career that informs something they're doing now. Has Corey been on yet? He has not been on. I would, I would be delighted to have him on at some point. I is, is this an appeal to Corey? I, if he hears it, sure. I, I think I think Corey um, checks the show out every now and then. So uh, that'd be great. Uh, all right, uh, Corey, but, Corey, get on here. You know, I'll just give you a couple of recent examples. Uh, in January, my guest was Genova Chen, oh, okay. the creator of Journey yep. from that game company. Uh, they have a new game, Sky, coming up for I, uh, iOS devices, mm-hmm. actually. And and uh, I had not met Genova before the interview, which is always the that is like the worst case scenario for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was unbelievably inspiring mm. to listen to and to speak to. And his background growing up in China and, and his, his gaming career there and, and coming to America to study game design at USC. And oh, what, a, what an incredible story. And I had the last fall, I had the, the Moldenhauer brothers on to talk about the origins of Cuphead and how Ah. they quit their day jobs to go all in on this video game. And it's, it, they're, they're fascinating stories for me. And I hope, and generally the people that do check it out, love it. Yeah. It's just tough to get people to check it out. I watch it. I thank you. I appreciate that. So I, I love it. And it's uh it's like I said, it's a pet project of mine and I've now I've, Given this like ten minute plug, it's totally I'm worth it. No, IGN unfiltered. Watch it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's on podcast good. podcast services as well. Or listen, yeah. uh, but uh, if you can click on it in video form, that would be great. Even if you know, just yeah. put it in your pocket with the video running. Uh, that's we don't we don't make a dime from from podcasts at IGN. So well, interviews, keep the lights on. Interviews are your are your bread and butter. Yeah, that's what I mean. You're good at a lot of things, but you're a great interviewer. It's and the thing I enjoy the most in this yeah. job. It really is. It's and what's interesting is when I started my career as a 22 year old assistant editor at OXM, I had no experience really with interviews, and I and I was terrified of doing it. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of mm-hmm. of having to interview someone and make compelling content out of that. And somehow over time, it's yeah, it's become. I appreciate you saying it's my strength. It's definitely a passion for sure. Oh, you're really good at it. You're good at you're good at lots of things, but you're especially good at interviews and and podcasts. You're great at both those things. So this is where those two things meet. Uh, I'll take it. Friends, uh, we're going to go now and take a look at your submissions. And I want to thank everyone who uh, brought their stories. So we're going to bring Daisy to wave goodbye here. She's up for it. She's like, I'm taking a nap. I got stuff to do here. And, uh, hey, if you're a uh, Patreon listener, uh, either right now or pretty soon, you're also going to be able to uh, listen to a special episode of Pockets Full of Quarters where we're going to talk about, uh, well, a game that Ryan's thankful for. So if you love the video games or you just uh, like talking with Ryan, we're going to do that in a minute here, too. You say goodbye, Dizzy? She, like, uh, like Maggie, she's pretty quiet yeah, most of the time. Yeah, I that. Yeah, I saw her bark today. What a surprise. Yeah, she got a little riled up with, uh, with a, a little mini basketball they were playing with her with in the, in the office here. But, yeah, she is awesome. This dog has done wonders for my mental health, Jared, I have to say. It's just, I just love having her around. It's good to have friends. Yeah. Hi, I'm Eva, and this is Doc, one of three cats, the other two being Hudson and Ari. And uh, I should be doing homework. But Doc has decided, well, are you going to let me do homework, buddy? 
I may get to do homework. Oh, th thank you for, for your tail butt. But I love each and every one of my cats very much, and now that I am free, I guess I should finish that homework I was talking about earlier. Here's my 30 second video, and this is my son, Onyx. I'm thankful for him because no matter what happens, I'm having a tough day at work, or I just need some loving, my son's here. Now my wife, she's here somewhere too, she don't like being on camera, but Onyx, this is my center of attention boy right here, he's the king. Onyx, Onyx Yodoroshi, look at him Onyx, whoa! Hi, my name is Kendon, uh, I'm thankful for my dog Buddy. He's a Dachshund Chihuahua mix that was given to me back in uh, September of 2017. And a couple months after that, I had to go through some major surgery. And uh, having him greatly helped me through the recovery process of that and some tough times that followed after that. Um, all around, he's a really awesome dog. He's really energetic, loves to sit in your lap all the time. It's hilarious to watch him play with his toys and everything like that. Love him to death. He's just an awesome little dude. Hi, I'm Chris and I have covered myself in cat treats so that I can introduce you to Tonks, Tormund, and Cersei. They showed up as strays on our front door a couple years ago and we took them in. Somehow I convinced my wife to do so. They love to scratch the bed and scream for food, but we still love them a lot and they make us happy. thankful for the time that I got to spend with our Irish Terrier Georgie. We adopted her from my fiancé's parents, and while we only had her for a short time, she really touched our hearts and our lives in a way that only a pet can. From taking away on camping trips, weekends away, to the beach for the first time, she always loved to be out with us. And even when we had the boring days at home, she would always be there to welcome us home from work and bring a little joy. Sadly, th earlier this year, we had to say our final goodbyes. She was 13 years old, but still a puppy. I wouldn't change a thing. And cherish every moment and memory I had with her.